Welcome to That Comic Smell Podcast. With your host, Tom Stewart. With special guest, Josh Hicks. Hello, how are you? I'm okay, how are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad at all, man. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, you sound good to me. Do I sound okay? Yeah, you sound fine, mate. Lovely. Oh, you've actually got a dedicated microphone now. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I did. I, oh. <laughs> I, I'm back on the laptop microphone. My, uh, I bought a dedicated microphone. Okay. My computer died over the weekend. The main <laughs> one. And then I just realized today when I was trying to set that mic up that it doesn't plug into this laptop. Oh, for... <laughs> so I'm back back to where I was. What is it? It's just what? one of those it's um it's a headset and it's got like a splitter thing out. Um, uh... to go one goes into the mic port and one goes into the headset port, but my bloody laptop's only got like one port. So I could have it stuck to my head, but there'd be no sound coming out of it. Great. So. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully I'm getting a computer in the post soon. So how's things? How's, how's it going, dude? This is uh, this has been a, a, a long time <sighs> since we last spoke. Yeah, when did we last speak? It was 2019. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't oh, long yeah. before Thought Bubble. Right, yeah. Wow, that is a long time ago, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been okay. I'm, my lockdown has been fine. I've been working from home. Um, so that's been okay. Haven't got gotten ill. And luckily not that many people I know have gone ill. Good. So that's been good. I'm I'm jabbed, been vaccinated. Did you say yeah. you've dropped it you've dropped it down a bit? You're what doing it just when you want to now. You've dropped your Did you never have a um like a, a regular update date? Or have you just because you said uh, you're just doing it when, as and when you feel like doing it now. Yeah, um, yeah, we kind of. I had it so that we were releasing like every Friday, and then I made the stupid decision to, you know, announce that it would be going to um, every second Wednesday or whatever. Because that was that was always the thing. It was every two weeks, um, mm. and I, I said oh, I'll do every Wednesday, and then it went back to Friday so I, I made a bloody announcement again see making announcements about stuff just, <laughs> never just, commit to anything yeah I was just like fuck that and then after a while I was just like oh fuck nobody's you know nobody's sitting there being like come on where where are you you know what I mean um, I just thought it's, it's fine I'm doing this for free I'm not sponsored by anybody or anything I'm just I'm not going to stress myself out about it you know what I mean it was yeah, coming to like yeah, it was coming to like every either Tuesday or Thursday and I was totally panicking because I didn't have an episode together and I was sitting up till like two in the morning getting something all edited up and I'm like, no, forget this. No way. Not <laughs> happening. Um, so now just kind of doing it as and when and uh, yeah, it's fine. I've, I've basically still kept up to this sort of two a month thing but just sometimes it'll go three weeks instead of two weeks, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
but it's fine. It's it's absolutely fine. I'm I'm still enjoying it. I think I would have been. I think if I if I'd stuck to the schedule kind of thing, I, I would have been really pissed off and just got to the point where I wasn't enjoying it anymore. Um, yeah, it's better to miss a week every now and again and just like be slogging through them, not wanting to do it. Yeah, exactly. And like, I was I was setting up like arranging interviews and stuff as well, and like really trying to push myself to get more and stuff. And I just thought, no, like I'd I'd rather just chat to people that. I want to chat to within the time sort of thing. So like when you got in touch, I was like, yeah, fuck, I haven't spoken to Josh in a while. You know what I mean? That that'd be good. It'd be good to catch up yeah. kind of thing. Instead, I can't of... believe it's been two years. I know. <laughs> no, I was I was catching up on uh, like I was listening to the the first one uh, today. Well, the first two that I put together, um, and I was kind of listening back to it like shit. I can't believe it was that long ago. And it's funny because uh, the first the, the first time that we were talking, like your website wasn't even set up or anything. <laughs> yeah, it was like oh, I haven't got a website. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I basically only just have a website now. Yeah, it. yeah. How was it's... your uh, Noah Van Cyber interview? I need to listen to that. I was good, man. It was really, really good. Um, he was just a really nice dude. That's really cool. nice dude. Yeah. I gotta listen to it. I need to. I'll listen to it later. Hopefully, yeah. my girlfriend uh, is making food or something. That was good, man. That was really, really good. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's good doing sort of. Um, like I did one with Derf before that as well, and I was trying to hit more like sort of American ones and stuff. But I just, I don't know. See, having like that extra pressure of like. Try like you're having to find somebody else to kind of one up the last guest and stuff like that. I just eh, hard work. Yeah, it's not for me either. I'm just like nah, forget it. No way. I was I was thinking oh I'd like to do like a couple inter maybe I'd interview a few people and just put it out as a podcast. But then I, I just couldn't be bothered to do it. Like I thought it would be cool to do like because I knew I wouldn't have the stamina to do it regularly. Yeah. So I do like maybe I do six one one a week for six episodes and then not do it for like six months, you know, like do it like in series. Yeah. Um, but then I just felt it fell apart. But this, you meet a lot of good people when you go to shows and stuff. So the you know, mm. always just feel like I'd be good to have an excuse to talk to them properly and find some stuff out. Yeah, it's I think the the sort of the show sort of element to it gives you more of a motivator to. To sit down and do it as well as opposed to just sitting with them and trying to force a chat you know what I mean yeah <laughs> yeah um good reason yeah but if if you ever have you ever actually thought of like setting up like a dedicated like podcast or anything for, or even like a YouTube station or something I always have thoughts but I never it never goes beyond me <laughs> mindlessly thinking about it when I'm bored <laughs> I will I'm going freelance um in August Oh really? So I'm gonna, you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm going freelance. So it just means I'm full. I'm doing comics full time, but it's n- it's not. It's gonna be slightly more comics, and then just yeah, why do now in freelance really realistically? But it does mean I'll be more flexible with my time. So if there's ever a time to start doing stuff like that, maybe that'll be like the end of this year. I can start yeah. thinking. Because at the moment, cause I work like I work four days a week, and then I have to. I've always got like one comics thing on. That's usually my Wednesday then is like that or if I've got some other freelance work on it's like I've got this one day 
plus evenings to yeah. try and like smash it all out. So loads of stuff just falls by the wayside. Hmm. But um, it's exciting. It's scary though. I've never been freelance before, but see what happens in it. That's a good way. That's a good way of going into it. Uh, <laughs> but that's uh, yeah, that will be scary right enough. What's what's pushed you to go freelance? Just just wanting to actually work on your own, or, or has there been something at work you've just kind of been like, no, I'm no, not getting what I want. Like, um, I I just. Yeah, because I've been doing comic stuff and actually, like, getting not big book deals, but, like, a couple deals where I can... A little bit of money's coming in to do comics. And then some other freelance things where you're just, like, I either got to turn all these things down or go freelance, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In your mind, you're always, like, I know all these people who have gone freelance. Dead. <laughs> so like it must be doable. <laughs> I like I know like 20, I know like forty people who do were there and they're not you know they don't seem like they're starving so it should be it must be doable. And um, my sister is like a freelance graphic designer and she's younger than me and stuff so I'm just like well I got um, this precedent for it not being a terrible idea so see yeah. what happens in it. The other thing is is luckily I like. We pooled our money together, managed to get. There was like a weird window where you could get cheap mortgages. Oh. Okay. Um, you can't. You can't really get a mortgage if you're a freelancer. It's, it's solid. Yeah. Um, to do. So it's like kind of risky, but then it's like the mortgage is cheaper than my rent was. Jeez. So now I'm like actually weirdly in a better. Yeah, because the rent was so high. They're like. Now that we've sorted the mortgage out, it's not not actually a bad choice but it's just you know it's one of those things where you could speak to me in a year and i'd just be like yeah i've got to get a job again (laughs) it's gone gone horrifically (laughs) oh christ are we starting the podcast are we in the podcast yeah yeah man yeah just chatting away (laughs) (laughs) just chatting away (laughs) i'm not doing it like i i used to like i used to be like oh who are you what are you all this but but you know it's the name's in the title you know, it's it's fine. True, yeah. Everybody knows it's Josh X. It's fine. <laughs> um, and like this, it's just more of a chance to. I know you. I know you're doing like a, a press push and stuff, but it's more of a chance for catching up and stuff as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Speaking of which, press push, man. That's uh, that's a new thing. <laughs> doing uh, doing actual concentrated. Um, press for uh, the book kind of thing. Yeah, I'm big. I'm wearing sunglasses now. <laughs> talking to you. I wouldn't surprise I, me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's sunny in Wales. Um, yeah, got a new book out. Um, so I thought I should try and let people know about it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Glorious Wrestling Alliance Ultimate <laughs> Championship Edition. <laughs> That's good. It's the first time I've said that out loud. Is it? Yeah. Seeing if it rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Ultimate <laughs> Championship Edition. Sounds alright. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, I, do you know what I saw on? Uh, I saw on Amazon today. I oh. uh, just on the on the off chance was uh, going through a bunch of different stuff on Amazon. I've got. Um, I'm trying to transfer all my like wish list stuff from Amazon to. An independent thing, trying to source them elsewhere. Yeah, oh, 
trying but failing um and uh, i just on the off chance was like i wonder what comes up and put in the glorious wrestling alliance and it came up straight away you know pre-order i was like oh it's in uh what's the kids bookshop black blackwells is it you get it on blackwells and you can get it on amazon okay. in the uk but i'm sure you can get it other places as well yeah, yeah, yeah so what's um what's been the what's been the actual push to get it um colored and do like a new edition and everything yeah well like um so i kick-started it you know it was like four mini comics yep uh, or three mini comics and then like an extra chapter that i kick-started as like a um a collection yeah the premium special premium special and that's like all it's cool that that exists like the two of them exist because that one is like all one color but every chapter is a different color which was like how the mini comics were if you yeah. bought them at shows and stuff so that's like the archival format where it looks like, it looks like if you'd gone to El Cat three years in a row or whatever. But um yeah, Luna, um, which is like an American publisher, they've got like an imprint called Graphic uh, Universe. Mm. And uh my editor Greg Hunter saw someone write about the comic, I think, and he got in touch. I sent him all the comics and um they got lost in the post. Oh. It was like one of the rare mess ups of the postal system Jeez. That I've encountered. So I sent him some more. But I think when I sent him the second ones, I think I think I'd run out of one of them. So he's only got like half of the books. Oh, but um, I sent <laughs> I sent him the digital copies and uh, yeah he was like, oh let's it'd be good to put this out like properly in like a big release. And then he was like, have you got any colouring examples? And I kind of shot myself in the foot because I did have some colouring examples. And then he was like, oh well you, you don't have to colour it if you don't want to but um we think it would be good if it was in color, hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, it would. It would be good if it was in color." <laughs> but then I, I color it, and I didn't realize how long that's it. Well, I did know, but uh, it does. It does take ages. Yeah. But uh, I'm very happy that there's a color version now, um, and uh, and a weird DIY version that I made myself. <laughs> it's cool that they both they both around. I still haven't seen it as of talking. I right, haven't okay. got the colored version in my hands. But I know it exists. I know there are copies of it. Okay. Okay. But uh, exciting. Yeah, just a bit, just a bit. How um, how did you find it actually coloring it? Like going back and going over it. We like, have you changed any of the art or anything, or just straight up coloured it? Yeah, I changed some art. I didn't want to say. I changed, oh, okay. I've done some sneaky art changes throughout the creation and because it is so low profile and people got bad memories no one ever brings it up but uh, <laughs> i fixed some absolute stinking drawings in a couple of them even you know like they were they were in mini comic form yeah um and like the first one i had to like reprint a bunch of times because i only printed like a really small amount of the first issue right and like the second time i reprinted the first one i was like I've got to change these guys' faces. <laughs> you know, like the early episodes of The Simpsons where they like they just look wild. Like you yeah. can tell it's them, but it's like, oh, I don't even like looking at this. It's some weird, like, alternate dimension. Homer. I had to get in there. So I'd started fixing stuff up early on, and then when I came back here, it was like, this is the final, the final push where I've got it. So yeah, I tweaked little bits and pieces. There's also... Um, 
some change. There's changes in the text for America because of grammar for grammar reasons. All right, okay. And there's little bits of changes like um, that I've just made. I've just changed some of the language, and there's uh, one of the one of the characters is smoking cigarettes in the uh, original version. Yeah, and I. I've made him do something else instead of that in homage to um, when Dragon Ball came out in America and they cut out all the cigarettes and they switched them with, with lollipops. Oh. <laughs> I've done there's, a, there's a version of that, but it's not lollipop. You have to see what it is. All right, okay. Oh, wow. I did want, do you know what? It's always something that I wonder about stuff like that that gets picked up of if... If little things, little sort of more adult things get changed in the long run, so that's uh, that's kind of opened it up a wee bit. Well, what I'll say is that they actually didn't ask for me to. Ch- well, they said you could change wherever you want, really. Like if you, this is why you could change if you want to change it, but you don't have to. Right. But with the cigarettes, I was like, it just made me laugh because I remember watching so many cartoons when I was a kid where it was clear this guy was supposed to be smoking in this bit, but he's got like. You know, they've rubbed, they've rubbed out his cigar and he's just got, like, a weird tooth missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great stuff. Oh, man. That's good. That's good that you've that's good that you've um, tweaked a little bits, though. Because, I mean, it's all fine and well doing, like, a straight-up colour job. But I think also especially for people that maybe do want to go for the newer version and have the older one that maybe have like the premium or even like the little issues they kind of feel like they're not being just sold the same thing twice you know what i mean yeah that's the problem it is 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 you know that's why i f- feel bad where you're just like yeah you've got this book so that, you know there's no real need to buy it unless you really want to see it in color be happy with your premium special but then like yeah it does look better that's the thing yeah. there's some new art as well I did some like chapter breakups, so there's like some in-world adverts and stuff that was quite cool to design. Oh, nice! Uh, but it kind of just—it is just like a second take on it. It'd be interesting to read it back to front, maybe read both of them. I don't know if I'll ever do that, <laughs> but like <laughs> uh, see how they play differently in color, you know? Because I, I get the feeling color is going to make it read more like. Uh, more like a sitcom than the black and well, I see black and white with red and white and blue and white and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The color will do something to it. It has, you know, I've obviously read it as I've been coloring it, and um, it's quite cool how it, it feels a bit different as you're reading. Joe, you know, I, I kind of thought that with the Instagram ones that you were doing, that you ended up bringing into the book right enough, I did feel like that was a lot different. Um, I felt like there was a, a difference in the characters because, I mean, I've read, I think I've read GWA like a number of times now it's ridiculous um like i just keep going i just keep going but you've kind of do you know what mate you've kind of created the gold standard for wrestling comics i'm not just blowing smoke up your arse like i'm I'm being serious just purely because a lot of people do things with wrestling comics like there's a don't get me wrong there is amazing wrestling comics out there but people usually take it to like either fantasy level or a sci-fi level or something like that and i think the most like obviously the most kind of (laughs) out there thing that you've got is the fact that somebody's a fish and somebody's a giant gravy boat you know i mean like apart from that it's you know all the backstage stuff and everything it's just a it's brilliant i took it to a sad level (laughs) (laughs) they're all just a bit sad (laughs) 
No, fuck no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Do you know what? It's all the stuff that I enjoyed about wrestling, though. I liked all the backstage stuff as I was growing up. Like, I liked the kind of... No, I'm not going to say soap opera, because that kind of that makes it diminished. But I liked all the, the drama in between. I liked all the little bits in between. And it, it made it funny. It made it entertaining. Okay, you could just have them, like, beating the crap out of each other and loads of power bombs and everything. But I think that's where everything slows down in wrestling. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, as well, like, if you go back and watch stuff, like, I, I am a wrestler. Like, I enjoy watching wrestling matches and stuff. But even I... It's easier for my attention to be held if I watch like a twenty-minute video of like Mick Foley talking about wrestling than it is to watch twenty minutes of Mick Foley wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. Like it's always just something about like the because it's kind of mysterious, I guess. Yeah. Hearing people talk about that stuff is is kind of like more interesting than the stuff itself sometimes. Yeah, not yeah. to say that it's not amazing uh, twenty-minute Mick Foley matches. <laughs> oh there is but there's also there's now on like YouTube and everything there's now amazing 20 minute like compilation videos of like all the greatest moments and everything yeah oh some of them are just incredible honestly um have you I, I don't know have you been do you watch like loads of that stuff on on YouTube and stuff let me tell you what I watch on YouTube okay. oh I can't I don't even know the name of the thing now I watch a lot of Japanese wrestling at the moment from like the early nineties. All right, okay. And it's great. I would <laughs> recommend it. There's a YouTube a YouTuber called Classics Puro eighty three. Okay. And his account got taken down potentially during lockdown. I can't remember when it was. Yeah. And it was it was like the the Alexandrian Library burning down. It was horrendous. <laughs> I was shocked when I saw that it was gone down. Because I've been burned like that before with other things. I don't, I, you know, I don't download anything. Everything I watch is online. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, that's, that's, that's gone. Forever. <laughs> but he started a project to re-upload it and I think it's like at like 70% capacity as to what it was. Right. But um, some great things on there. Um, I've been watching uh, a little bit of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not. I haven't got the time to like fully commit to it. My friend yeah, yeah. Johan Morris, who makes comics, and I publish his comics. Yes. Um, sometimes <laughs> he like watches everything New Japan. So I just, I just ask him what happened, and then <laughs> he tells me which matches are good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice one. Do you, do you watch anything? Are you out? You just kind of like bored YouTube browsing every now and again. You see. No. Do you know what? Uh, it's funny when I. I think when we last spoke, uh, you asked me if I kept up to date with wrestling, and I said no. Now that hasn't changed, but I have started watching like more interviews and old um, sort of promos, uh, shoot interviews. Um, I've I watched these compilation videos on YouTube called like Oh My God videos. Oh yeah. Oh fucking hell, they're so good because they just like they take little bits from loads of different. Um, promotions like uh, hundreds of things so they're they're taken from like all your um like from loads of different decades as well actually i i thought it was all newer stuff until i started noticing clips that i'd seen before from roh in like the early 2000s i was like oh they just kind of grab from everywhere but there was things like all um Mexican luchador stuff. There's Japan oh, stuff. Wow. There's like little indie British promotion stuff. But it's all like 
the big unbelievable stuff that's been caught on footage and they've just slapped it all together in this fast paced video and oh Christ, it's so good. So good. I'll have to watch it out. I'll have <laughs> yeah. to have a look. There's there's like loads of them as well now. Um but also I started watching I started keeping up to date with this guy, he's called like Wrestling Botch or something like that. And it's just like all the the total botch oh, stuff. Oh, a botchomania guy. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's botch. Maybe it is actually. I don't know, but uh, no, his name's like Ryan Wrestling Botch or something like that. I think, if I remember rightly. I don't know if he's still up actually because he got pulled down, um, like two or three times on Instagram. So I don't know if he, if he gave up after that. <laughs> um, Just like I can't. Yeah, can't, can't keep doing this. Um, but it was so it was just hilarious. It was just all the total like there was obviously it was the the really dangerous like botch moves and stuff that he was putting on. But there was also just like mic fuck ups and um, things where people were just getting like smacked in the face by rogue cans and stuff like that. Like oh, just so good. Like, it was just like Can you imagine having to talk on the mic at that in front of that many people. I know. <laughs> And but also like where you're just potentially you've just been like sweating and do it like I imagine just imagine it. It's such a nightmare. Yep. It's so it must be so difficult. Yep. <clears throat> and then people get like completely I mean like proper beaten down online for being absolute crap on the mic. And it's like, oh man, but like Yeah it's such so a hard. Yes, it, like because they don't get really get any script or anything. They just get fucking put on the spot and told, like, go. You know what I mean? It's like, this isn't what I'm doing. I'm a wrestler. I'm not a <laughs> I'm not. I'm not here to give, like, Shakespearean speeches. Fuck's sake. Um, but, yeah, going back and watching, like, uh, old Mean Gene interviews and stuff like that, like, it's just oh, oh, yeah. it's great. He's so good. Um, but, yeah, like, I ended up getting kind of lost in that. So, like, my YouTube now just consists of, like, comics and wrestling <laughs> um, and obviously like Dark Side of the Ring and stuff like that as well um, I'll occasionally watch bits of that but god that's so, some, of, some of that stuff is brutal yeah it's full on isn't it? oh, it's just it's hard, so. so harsh so so harsh and it's just like Christ I, can't, I, whoa. I was watching one obviously on like everything that happened with uh, the night surrounding Owen Hart's death and stuff and it's like mm-hmm. oh it's just awful. Um, I mean, it is the name of the show, but uh, like, yeah, you can, <laughs> there's only like so much you can stomach. Really. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's it's kind of the same with all the comic stuff on YouTube as well. It gets to a certain degree where it's just like, right, I've had enough now. <laughs> this is too much, too much in depth. <laughs> My algorithm is just like, um, I get yeah, I get some comic stuff, I get wrestling stuff, and then I get like. Um, like Japanese music that <laughs> I know why I'm getting it now because I'm listening to it right. it's good but like I didn't get it uh, you know I don't know why it first came to me um, these really obscure like 70s and 80s Japanese musicians and someone's just uploaded the whole album Jeez. and you click it and it's like okay I'll listen to this I need something in the background and it's like 25 million views like what's happened here? How is this? And there's like there's been like articles about it. Where it's like the algorithm is acting in a weird way for these specific musicians. Yeah. <laughs> where like 
they thought their career was over like 40 years ago and they've just started getting weird like probably small residual checks um <laughs> from because they still like you know if the if the algorithm can pick up like who owns the license to it then i think you you get some of the ad money back or something you know if warner brothers owns like the old so these people are just finding out like oh yeah this song now that was just lost the ether for years it's now like millions of weird people in England are somehow listening to it and don't know why. Jeez. That's so great. I get a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, it's good for them, yeah. <laughs> I um yeah, I find myself like going through YouTube history and deleting stuff so that I don't get suggested more of the same kind of videos, you know what I mean? Do I wanna not be algorith algorithm I can't even say it, algorithmized <laughs> <laughs> Like, if it's just a blank slate, if it assumes I've got no personality, it's got no data to go off what I want to see, what would it give me, I wonder? Like, what is just, like, I guess, like, the most popular videos in the UK? Yeah, it does. I don't um, want to see that. Yeah, that's it's not good. See, if you go to a blank YouTube screen that's, like, not logged into anything, it's horrendous. It's, <laughs> oh, it's awful. It's, it's what you would expect, though. It's, you know, the latest yeah. clips from... The Voice, Dancing with the Stars, uh, some oh, YouTube, yeah. some YouTuber that's making soup, uh, you know, just <laughs> just crap. And like, I don't even know if he's still going or not. But it's things like PewDiePie and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just the like you say, it's the most popular thing, and you're just looking at it like Christ. Um, but I I I tend to go and like if I watch something and I'm like, that was good, but now I know that YouTube's going to suggest like. 50 videos like this and I don't want that I'll get rid of that one video so that it, <laughs> just so that it keeps suggesting like just wrestling and comics thanks and the occasional like comedy thing you know what I mean um, but yeah like we'll watch like me and the other half of a board will and want to laugh we'll watch like fail videos but I'll go back in and delete all the fail videos so I don't just get like oh fail armies fails of the week or whatever I'm like, oh, Christ mm-hmm. I used to watch those in college, and I sort of, uh, I just thought, because we were watch, you'd watch ones like Russian driving compilations, and yeah. I was just like, have I, have I accidentally seen someone die today? Like, I don't, I don't yeah. know how to watch these, just in, like, I don't, I'm not 100% sure everyone's okay at the end of these, but even the ones where it's like some American teenager, like, slips and falls into like a river, because she's on like a rope swing or whatever, I'm like... It's probably not good for her, is it? Like, yeah. <laughs> probably hurt loads. Yeah, it's true. Empathy now. It's true. I can't, I can't watch those things anymore. We we tend to just shove them on if like we're in di- like we're just sitting like God, I just want a a belly laugh, and there's nothing. I, I, I'm I'm sorry, but there's just nothing funnier than seeing somebody <laughs> deck it. Like, <laughs> there's nothing funnier. It won't ever. Yeah, not before. I I watched uh, me and my girlfriend watch a lot of. Um, she made me start watching Star Trek The Next Generation, and uh, I Honest. didn't think I'd love it, but I, I love it so much. It yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And um, I was watching Star Trek bloopers the other day on YouTube on the, in the <laughs> living room, and I was like, what have I become? <laughs> just, <laughs> just laughing at, like, uh, Jonathan Frigg's falling off a chair. I'm just like, my, I've, my, I'm my dad, basically, for, like, 20 <laughs> years before I should, yeah. Bad yeah, news. Watching it'll be all right on the night. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about comics? Have you been reading a lot of comics over lockdown, or have you been avoiding them? No, I've been I've been trying to read as much as I can. 
Um, yeah, it's a good excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, because I've been working a lot more, I've maybe not had as much time as some, but I have been, like, trying to yeah. fit, fit in as much as I can. And trying to get through just, like, loads of the shit that I've had on the shelves for ages and just haven't got around to yet. And it's like, right, time to do it. Like, we're we're going by a... We're going by a new thing on the on the podcast of like is excellence or fuck off. Like every time <laughs> you've got a black and white yeah. scale. Yeah. Um and you know what man, it's it's great. I'm I'm getting rid of so much crap that I've just got. Are you getting rid of it? Yeah. Uh, Sell, selling it. Um some of them, but uh, there's also a table along the road um from my house that's uh, it's in like the local co-op and it's uh, a, a sort of bringing you know you put you put a donation into Scottish mental health charity and you get to take a book kind of thing oh my god I'd love to live next to you like I've I've got those tables near me but like obviously there's never anything like I want yeah it's just kind of <laughs> Like me, been cheap ups. <laughs> I've got, I've got some. Uh, there was one that was like unbelievable. I went along and there, somebody had just dumped like a bunch of, um, you know, like those Eagle Moss collections, but like bunch of Marvel ones. So like there was, oh, nice. yeah, there was like Captain Britain and X Men and everything. I was like, fucking yes. Um, but we've we've put loads along there. Like I'll give to charity shops or like we'll switch between the guys at the podcast and stuff. Like we'll. If we, if we, like we'll come with like loads of boxes and just say like dig through it, and then you can swap over with ones that we've got kind of thing. We'll just switch about. We did that like sort of through lockdown at a distance. Like the guys came and put the stuff at the end of the driveway, and then we all just sat big distances apart and went through these boxes. <laughs> it was ah, good. That's nice, sir. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Really good. What about yourself? Have you been reading loads? No, I've been working the exact same that okay. I was really like not, you know, before lockdown and I've been kind of busier as well a little bit because we yeah. just had loads of things crop up at the same time. But I've been trying to read stuff. Yeah. Um, I took my girlfriend to get a vaccination today um, and I read, I had to wait in the car. So I read this book from, um, do you know Piao? They're like a Swedish publisher. Oh, eh. Uh... That's ringing a bell. I can't think. I can't. I never said that out loud either. Piao. Piao. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they do lots of like it's like European manga style books. I guess. Um, I, th- I think I know what you. I think I know the company you're on about. They're always in a thought bubble, but they right, just. Okay. I got a new book from them called Brush Paradise, which was really funny. It's about oh, like okay. a brush salesman. <laughs> <laughs> but it takes mad twists and turns. Uh, nice. That was I started reading on the car earlier. That was good, and I've been reading um, the Drifting Classroom. I'm just looking at what books I've got near me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's great. I would recommend the Drifting Classroom a thousand percent. It's so good. I heard um, Katie Skelly and oh my god, her name has just completely escaped me. Her uh... oh Sally McFadden is it? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Sal- I heard that as well. That was, uh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, are you? Do you listen to that Thick Lines podcast? Yeah, yeah. But um, everything they talk about, I just just finished reading before it. Um, oh, really? 
Sally Madden, not Sally McFadden. Sally Madden, that's it, yeah. Um, yeah, I always have just like slightly like I, I read Book of Human Insects, and then they I haven't listened to the Book of Human Insects one yet, but that that's great as well, Book of Human Insects. Um, but yeah, definitely Drifting Classroom read is so wild. Yeah, it sounded insane. But they did touch on that in that Thick Lines podcast. That book is designed for kids. It was sold to kids. Yeah. And it is absolutely wild. I urge everyone to read it because it, it's kind of like, it's not like disgusting gore. And I think that's why it's kind of okay for kids, technically. Right. Because okay. I don't know if there'd be anything that you'd visit, visually look at in there and be like, this image on its own is too disturbing for a child. Maybe, maybe they would. But, um,. Just the series of events is absolutely insane. It was just like all the conspiracy to murder each other that I was like, "Holy crap, what is going on?" <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. It's like it's like the um, the premise is a, a group of school kids. The school just disappears. There is a there's like a a known manga genre that I can't remember the name of now. About yeah, basically you disappear and appear into a new world. And it's, this is one of like the prototypes of that, I guess, right. where this school just vanishes, leaves a big crater in the floor, and they reappear in this toxic wasteland, which you sort of later feel like is the is the future. So they're in like some sort of Mad Max future where they're the only people alive. Mm. Um, but immediately, like, that is a crazy premise. But the most interesting thing about it is just like, yeah, okay, you've just got, like, a load of school kids now and some teachers trapped in a school, regardless of where they've appeared. And it's like, what happens now? Christ. And they make their own little tiny version of society. But clearly, because it's being run by, like, panic teachers and, and school children, it's not, it doesn't hold up to scrutiny. <laughs> and it just goes wrong. Everything goes wrong immediately. Ah, oh, it's great. There's a film of it, which I'd love to watch, but I've heard it's absolutely terrible. A um, film? Yeah, there's a there's a famous Japanese horror film called House, or Hausu. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. there's a great poster of it with, like, a cat smiling, I think. <laughs> um, it looks wild. I've seen that, and that was really good. And the same guy did um, the Drifting Classroom film, but apparently it is absolute terrible Just dog mess. shit. Dog shit, I didn't want to say it. Dog shit. <laughs> Let's just go for dog it. Shit. Just go for the biggest thing. It's absolute dog shit. <laughs> Christ. Oh, use a fun fact. I just Google. Oh, I'm Googling while talking. It's great. I'm sorry. Um, there's an American, a bad, even worse, apparently, American remake oh. of the Drifting Classroom school, uh, film called Drifting School. Well, it's and, actually uh, made. It's made in 1995. Oh, Christ. And it stars. Drake Bell from Drake and Josh. Oh, shit. Jesus Christ, what the hell is that going to be like? This thing that you pitched, it isn't from, isn't an idea or something from something you've previously done, is it? Or is this something completely new? I thought it might have been, because obviously you've got a couple of stories that were uh, in human garbage, so I thought it might have been some sort of adaption from oh, yeah. one of them. I was looking at doing, uh, there's a waste one. There's one yeah. set in wastelands where there's... Uh, there's a big island of uh, Jared Butler DVDs. Yeah, <laughs> play for keeps. Try and do something like that. Yeah, <laughs> did want to try and make that into an epic. Maybe I'll do something with that. I still love that man. I still love human garbage. I go back yeah, to that cheers, a lot. Man. I haven't got one anymore. I've lost mine. Have you not? So I have to hit them up and try and get one off them again. Yeah. I got mine in Gosh when I was in London. Um, I think I 
I always kept meaning to buy it, and it was one of those where I was like, I was I was going to buy a bunch of stuff from Good Comics, and it just happened to be when we were in London. I walked into Gosh and was like, oh, there's there's a vid in there. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Done. Yeah, I was like, I can't be bothered paying for postage and waiting. Fuck it, I'll just get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember reading that a while back. Like, um, I think I'd I'd kind of just stumbled across Good Comics at the same time they'd been in touch and said like. Or do you fancy reviewing some books? And it was like, oh yeah, sure thing. And they sent it through. And I think I think yours and maybe one other one. I think maybe the Chicken Boy one. I think were one of the only two ones that I reviewed. It was early on. They would they done stuff. Yeah, it was twenty seventeen. I think. My God. Christ. Seen. It, it hurts thinking about it. <laughs> you know what I um. I got to issue a public apology to Good Comics because I was in the Good Comics Reader, which was part of their Kickstarter, uh-huh. and that came through the post. But it came through the post because I was in it. I thought it was coming through the post because I'd kickstarted it. I knew I was in it, but I thought I'd kickstarted it. And I was waiting. They just put out LDN by Ramsey. Yep. And I was like, oh, I want to. Can't wait to read that. And then I was like, where did it... I kickstarted all this stuff. I kickstarted like the whole series of books. Where does it all come? And uh, I'd gone back through my Kickstarter history and I didn't kickstart it. <laughs> I, didn't, I thought I gave it 40 quid, but I didn't do it. <laughs> so I feel so bad about that. Yeah. That's sh- I feel worse. I'm not getting my books. I'm going to have to buy all the books now. Yeah. Manually. Shit like that slips you by so easily, though, dude. I remember. I did it, though. I remember it was there. It was in my checkout. So I yep. must have just walked off. I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. Like I was list- when I was listening back to our original conversation, we had a whole co- a whole discussion about how you had those t-shirts and how so <laughs> how somebody was going to come to you and give it like, oh you know I missed them like can I get one and all this kind of stuff and oh where can I get one, and I said oh it wouldn't be me, and it was like I didn't co- <laughs> I I didn't come to you and say, but I I genuinely had it in my basket. And it was one of those oh, where, like, some, something's happened, and then I've went back to go and get it and went, oh, far fuck. <laughs> and it's just, just totally dropped the ball. It's like that. That's the problem with doing stuff like that as well, because if I was, if I printed those t shirts myself, I could just go, I'll run a couple more off. Yeah. But I've got to, like, there's a big, I may run a couple more off at a certain point. I should make a new t shirt design, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It was great. Um, but, uh, yeah, I haven't got any, uh, I don't any shirts or anything for ages. I make more toys, but I just, uh, it's so hard to do. Yeah, you don't want to ruin another bath. No, I can't do it that way again. <laughs> I might look into a studio or something, like see if there's someone's kicking around and and see if there's some messy space I can use. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to do those. And they weren't... Uh, I'd like to do them better than the way I did them last time as well. I'd like to do a 2.0. Right, okay. But the thing is, there's like four people who want one. Um, <laughs> I just like, I can't I can't get all this back. I can't get the machinery back going again. I've got to get yeah. all the chemicals. I've got to get... It's a nightmare. Yeah. I wonder if but, um, I wonder if like a university would give you the space to do that, like an art art room or something. Oh, that'd be great. Because they do, they do rent out their, their spaces. I know that like the pottery place in Dundee Uni uh, rents out their space sometimes to folks that are wanting to sort of budding potters because they can use like the the kiln and stuff. 
um, and obviously they just charge a small fee. Maybe I'll start doing pottery. <laughs> yeah, mugs would be good. Great cart, great yeah. cart mugs. That'd be amazing. Maybe you could actually make the heads. Get a bit of, get somebody who's good at glass blowing. Oh do, yeah, do the wow. fucking head. That would be great. <laughs> That'd be incredible. I like, I like to uh, to merchandise. But there's no um, no market for it. It's like almost like art merchandising, where you're just trying to will objects to exist in the world. Yeah, there, yeah, there's yeah. no there's no reason for them to be around. Yeah. There's no call for a great cat mug, but it would be great <laughs> to just like put all your power into trying to make it happen. Yep, you put everything into just making one for yourself. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> was that um was that ever was um merch ever a, a point that came up with the publisher or anything or was it literally just they were only interested in the book no they've been really cool actually and so they've got like all the rights and everything oh nice um, to any if not that book um so that's yeah they've been cool and it's it just makes it less complicated as well because i've already done like little bits and pieces so it's like you know i had i think when i signed the contract i was selling those toys <laughs> so <it was> just, <laughs> out of the back of my car <laughs> That's so good. What's um? I wish other cartoonists would make toys. I know that the only oh. guy who ever tried to. There's gotta be some other good ones. I know. Um, actually, there's Dan Locke in Brighton. He's been doing it. Um, he made like four toys, I think. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how many he made, but he made like a few. And uh, Jack Teagle used to make toys as well. But yes, yeah, he did. A while. Yeah. yeah. He's his um his merch has been dropping as well. To be fair, it's been going down and down. And yet he used to do loads of t-shirts and jumpers and everything. Yeah, he... Um, I'm waiting for new comics from him because uh, he hasn't done, it doesn't seem like he's done anything new for a while, but I liked his stuff. Yeah. I got loads of prints. I got uh, I bought some Jack Teagle prints and he was really nice. He There was a slight delay and I didn't even notice there was a delay really, but he said, oh, because it was the delay, I'll give you some extra prints. Huh. I was like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you, I didn't know. <laughs> I meant to ask you, how's uh, how's the game coming along? Oh, the game. Well, the game is uh, it's it's not coming along really. We've <laughs> had <laughs> some chats. The game we've talked about is that I was I was talking in big terms about wanting to make a I think a dating simulator for yeah. the Glorious Wrestling Alliance comic. Um, that. It is still in the air, but it, no progress has been made in some time. Hmm. I've got a friend who wants to work on it. I want to work on it. it. It might happen. It will happen at some point. But there might be a card game coming out. Oh. Like a little wrestling-themed card game where you fight <laughs> each other and see who is victorious in the ring. That might happen. Kind of like, like, like Top Trump's. It's more, it's better than Top Trumps. Oh, okay. Much better than Top Trumps. It'll be like intense. There's dice involved. <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah, it'd be full on. Honestly, if that, it's not 100% that it's going to happen, but it, it's close to happening. And um, it will, it'll be good. I promise it'll be good. And I'll challenge everyone at, in, at comic shows <laughs> to beat me at my own game. Ah, oh, nice one. Oh, uh, speaking of. Comic shows actually. Are you um are you still doing Cardiff Comics Carnival? We're hoping to do it. 
Well, we are going to do it. When it's safe to do it, mm-hmm. and it's a March, the next March that's safe to do it in, we'll be doing it. Yeah. So if nothing goes wrong this year, I would expect to have a Cardiff Comics Carnival in April. Nice. Or March next year. And it should be, which is obscene, should be number four, shouldn't it? Yeah. Because this one, this March, should have been number three. Oh, Christ. It's upsetting. So we only got one out. <laughs> we only got one out. We had a second ready to go. We had to cancel the second because yep. of the worldwide pandemic. A week or two weeks before it happened. I don't know if you remember, but I made a, an adventure game, a point-and-click adventure game, to simulate the experience of going. You did, man. You are... Um... You are my sort of beacon who I, I point to who actually <laughs> who actually did a uh, an online one right. Um, I saw so many people attempting online cons, and every time I went on, it was just page and upon I bet page. That was the first because it was so early on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, un- undoubtedly, mate, undoubtedly. But I, there were so many of them that I saw, and it was just like one to two pages. Just pictures of people to click on. You click on them, and it takes you to the store. And I was like, God, this is so boring. Like, I could have just went to these fucking people's stores, like, regardless. And yours actually had, like, the walk-up, the walk-in, everything. It was fucking great. <laughs> I wish. I, my dream with that, which I did not realise, um, because time was against me and I didn't really know what I was doing, was when I set it up. It was a point-and-click text adventure where you could walk into the venue, you could go to the toilet, you could go to the bar, and you could walk around the stages, the the tables, and every now and again, you'd come across an event. Someone would ask you for change, etc. <laughs> um, my dream was that if you really paid attention at a certain point, you'd notice someone was missing, and basically, you could either do the show or solve a murder Round the back of Kongs in Cardiff, like what? Like if you if you followed a certain path instead of going to the show, you would it would just be a mystery game. <laughs> That's what I started trying to do, and then I, I thought this is too ambitious because basically <laughs> it would be two it would be two games next to each other. So like you you would go back to the show, but then you you would you'd have to like go around the tables again until you could get back and figure out who's died, or just carry on with this peripheral mis- murder mystery. And I was like, oh, I'd love to be able to do this, but I couldn't. I couldn't get it sorted in time. Maybe, <sighs> maybe I should have done this year. Man, that is so good. <laughs> maybe we do a real one next year. We'll just actually we'll have like a, an actor that pretend to be dead. <laughs> if you leave the back of the venue, then there's like some sort of yeah, alternate reality game takes place. Just have it where um, like all the lights go out for like a minute, and then they just come back on. And somebody's lying, like, ah. <laughs> That's what we want. Well, I mean, I spoke to this to to Yoan and Andrew, um, who co-founded the show, briefly. But it's not an official statement by any means. Yeah. But um, I'm looking in to the legality of us being able to say that we can crown the bard of comics for Wales because <laughs> I don't see how you can be in charge of the comics laureate or for Wales, you know, who's, who gives you the power to do that? I got a feeling if you say you're going to do it, I think you're all right. Ooh. Oh, don't say that mate. Cause I'll be going out I, there and just calling myself comics. Yeah. laureate. 
Well, I think what we want to do is we want to. In Wales, we have Bard, see. Right. So okay. So there's there's like Stedford, which is the Welsh, this ceremony and it's a big festival every year. And then there's they usually crown they crown a a, a, f- a few people. There's no mm. crown involved, but there is a ceremony with a big sword involved. Oh wow! Just quite. And um, usually a Welsh language poet will be named the Bard for Wales. Um, and actually, my house I'm living in now, the previous owner was the Bard. Oh, really? I came to do the house and the chair was a, a big ceremonial chair. <laughs> one, of the, one of the Bards. It was just random. That's, just, like, that's an aside. But uh, <laughs> we think, based on no information whatsoever, but I've tried to Google it. I can't find anything that contradicts me. Okay. I think if I and I'm willing to take the heat, I'm willing to say <laughs> that I can name the bard for where I know I can't name myself. No. But we'll have, maybe we'll have a contest. <laughs> I don't know. Is that how these things are decided? Yeah. We'll have a contest and uh, maybe a big plastic sword, and we'll we'll name the Wales's comic bard uh, next year, hopefully, if all if all goes to plan. At the uh, at the risk of sounding crass, you could totally have a wrestling match. John Tucker versus who for the bard? <laughs> who fight John Tucker for the bard stand? I hope to see all these people soon. I mean, are you uh, are you gonna be at Thought Bubble if it happens? No, 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 no. I'm thinking like I had this conversation with with a couple of the guys from the podcast, and it's like if we're gonna make that kind of concerted effort to go away and stay somewhere and stuff like that, do we want to do it someplace else in the UK? Or do we want to just go all out and go to like Small Press Expo? That would be great to go to do international yeah. show. That's what I was hoping with this book was that it would give me an excuse. I've never been to America. Yeah. So I could be like, okay, I could fly myself to America maybe and just have a holiday, like a yeah. comics holiday. I had a comics holiday once. I went to Poland and that was great. Ooh, that's awesome. They had, there's a Polish publisher called Bazgrol and they published uh the wrestling comic in Polish as nice. like mini comics. Um but they had a show on at the same time. So like if you want to come to the show, feel free. Oh. I, I was like, yeah, I'll come to the show. <laughs> and that was cool. Um because I I uh have found I'm lazy basically and I don't <laughs> like if I if I go on holiday I don't want to do anything. I I don't like having packed days. But there's something in my brain where if comics are involved, I'll go above and beyond in terms of my itinerary. Yeah. So I, it gets me out out of the hotel room because I'm just like, right, come on, go go saw some comics. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I'd love I'd love to go to yeah the New York ones, TCAF, Van Calf, but uh, it wasn't to be. Maybe uh, maybe in a couple of years. That would be uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Well, seeing how you've pitched an- another one, I wouldn't be half surprised if you end up going with that. Especially, yeah. especially with the kind of time scale and stuff as well. It's a long time on that book. It's going to take me a long time. Is it the same? Is it the same publisher? Yeah, Graphic Universe. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've been great, and sure. um, I'm excited. I'm writing it at the moment. Right. I haven't done any. I, I drew some sample pages to get into the groove of it. Um, but I'm scripting, which I've never done before. Um, I just write. I usually just write iPhone notes and just draw comics yeah, straight yeah. from there. So uh, it's actually like been a good experience. Like getting stuff sorted. It's hard to start with. It's hard to visualize the page. Yeah. 
in a text document. But uh, no, it's been really good. So yeah, I'm excited about that. So maybe maybe then I'll uh, I'll actually touch American soil. It'd be good, man. I wonder if um, because I guess the thing everyone thought was like, okay, every film now for the next two years is going to be about COVID. Oh yeah. But I feel like the the promise of that and the thought of having to watch all those films and comics and read all those books about COVID may, means that like immediately people weren't making COVID stuff just because it's like, yep, who's going to want to sit through all this shit? Yeah. I mean, that, there's a Simon Hanselman comic that's coming out. Um, yep. Yeah, Crisis it? Zone, Crisis that'll Zone, be good. Yeah. And I read, uh, I did a little COVID comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did just bored something to do <laughs> um i read do you know tim key the comedian yes he's got a book about covid it's very funny is it still these little poems oh it's, it's mad yeah it's loads <laughs> of little poems but there's also a, like a there's a play basically in between the poems which is like <laughs> him talking to himself well him talking to different people on zoom um i recommend that i can't remember what it's called um he used thought as a wife that's what it's called <laughs> um that was really good yeah i'd recommend that he's great maybe that's all we need two bucks <laughs> we need yeah two covid bucks i think we'll be fine uh do you know what there was there was a number there was a number of them that popped up and i kind of i remember at the time thinking like right i was pushed to the limit where i was like no i'll take four <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not having any more there was a lot of them i was really surprised because i thought it would be one of those things where everybody says that, that would happen and then you know it wouldn't um, but there was there was a number of them. There was loads of people that maybe started them as well and then didn't continue. Yeah, that's what my my was just like. I can do this for two weeks. And yeah. I did it for a couple of months and then I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Sammy Alwani, he's a cartoonist. Oh yeah, of. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did some as well uh, early on, I think. Um, but yours, yeah, but, I wonder. But yours still worked in with GWA though, so it was fine. Yeah, sometimes I just get the urge. <laughs> and whatever whatever I'm doing, I'll just I fancy doing a GWA comic for a bit. Um, but I'm not I haven't worked on any like sequels or anything. No. Um, but every now and again I get the urge because because basically because it takes so this is my theory anyway like because it takes so long to do comics like you know when you got um, if you watch like a sitcom or something yeah the, like so you watch Community. Like, season one, nobody is, like, fully formed. Like, it takes until, like, the last half of season one or, like, yeah, season yeah, two. Yeah. But that's, like, hours and hours of media to consume. Whereas, really, if you if you read two, like, 16-page mini-comics and they produce, like, a year apart, by the second one, the characters are probably, like, fully formed because the guys had, like, an, a year to, to, <laughs> to like, think about the characters because <laughs> comics take so ages to do stuff. So now I've done all the, I've like, you know, I know the characters and stuff. I just want to put them in different, like, little situations. But without the, without having to make a full book. Right, okay. So, so just, I'm, just lots of little spin-offs, basically. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll just do lots of little spin-offs. I, I might mean, do one where they go to the beach next. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like, when people do, like, um... I've I've seen people do stories where they they do like plays on that, not like the beach, but like they go up to like a log cabin for the winter and stuff like that, <laughs> yeah. like just great. Um, 
But you've got you've got a good solid cast of characters with that to work with, which is great. Like you could spin them off into just like one thing of of some like one of them going about their kind of day to day as opposed to having any sort of ties to the rest of the company or any of the other characters. True, yeah, I did myself a favour by making too many characters at the start. And yeah. now you yeah, just do whatever. Yeah. I really wanna make I mean I say really then enthusiastically if i really wanted to do it i would have done it so <laughs> i want to make it to an extent but not enough to have done it already um a poetry book with uh death machines poetry. yes like a zine an in-world zine that'd be great an in-world artifact i might do that if shows happen again I'll, something for the table <laughs> <laughs> so, a little something for the table maybe that'll be the name of the collection of all the all <laughs> bits and pieces I love that people like read it though and then forget the fact that you're the one who's writing all the poetry. It's funny because there's there's a uh, there is actually a number of um cartoonists that have done stuff like that where they've done a character with like bad poetry like Fanny Bukowski in in Noah's Oh yeah, and he actually well. looks the same as my guy as well basically. They both got like wild <laughs> They look like Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> yeah, I think that maybe just comes with what what they're doing. It's like that is yeah, what people like what that kind of look like. Look like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but there isn't like the, I've 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 read and I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I did read somebody else's where they had like a poet and like they've written the poetry and it's the same every time. Where like people just kind of forget that they're the ones that are writing the poetry and they're like, oh, the, you know, the poetry that that character comes out and it's always that character, that character. I'm like, you know, that's Hi. them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to um, this the writer, uh, Mikhail Lopez. He does oh, yeah. writes yeah, a lot yeah. of comics. He actually did a book with Piao. I was talking to him about his Piao book. That's um, maybe how I know them. Yeah, maybe, yeah. A Berserkid, he wrote. And uh, there's oh, a character in that that is like a stand. He's trying to do stand up. Uh-huh. I was saying to him like, "Yeah, that was that's cool because like that's like a good fun thing to do when you're writing is give a character like a a creative job that you can't do. Yes. So you get to do it in the comic. So like he's had to write stand up jokes basically. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I can't write poetry really, but I get to like do it. Uh, and I'm trying to think what other ones would I want to do. There's always the old thing of like music, which is hard. Yeah. Because um, interpretive then it... dance. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with music as well, though, is that people then expect you to put out like an EP of tracks from the person. It's yeah. always the same. Like people do it in films and stuff as well, where like the character's meant to have been a musician, and they're like, "Oh, I'd love to hear like the album from them," and you're like, "Christ!" Now that person has to go back and make the album and <laughs> it's, it's never going to live up to what you think it is you know what I mean well I love a spin off I, I tried to get um, I got well I did get because I, I had some extra kickstarter money the first time I made the wrestling comic I got Yoan to make me entrance themes yes <laughs> <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love to have a, a whole roster of entrance themes you can use them in the game if you ever, yeah, if, you, you have if to, you when it. you make play the card game, you have to play them off a hi-fi on loop. <laughs> you, should, you know one of those little... It's like one of the little battery-powered boxes that you press the button and it just plays like a MIDI version of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like one of those greetings cards. <laughs> It'd just be brilliant. 
Um, but that's uh, yeah, that's good, man. That's it's 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 good that you've got all of them like to play with in that book. Like you could have just done it, you know, focused on primarily just one of the characters and just had them kind of everybody else mm. very much in the background. But you've I think you've explored everybody enough where you could do like a load of spin-offs and everything and it would it would feel it would it would feel right, you know what I mean? It would feel like it was actually tying in with it well. I'll... Yeah, I wonder what um I was thinking about this the other day. Not that I just sit around thinking about my own comic all the time. Like. <laughs> but but like the way I did the first so the yeah, the the book that is coming out as Ultimate Championship Edition, the way I did all of those was like the first mini comic I kind of had a vague plot that would make it feel like it would finish, like a, a story finished, so yeah. 24 pages. But then it was only like a certain amount of pages you needed to get there. And then the rest was like, I would just give each character two minute, uh, two page vignettes. Right. Okay. And then kind of tie them up at the end. And I tried to do that structure then for all of the books so that you'd be, each scene would be two pages unless it was too long and it would have to go longer. But I'd try and do everything in two pages. Mm. And then it would cut to another character really quick. So I wonder what would happen if, like, the next time I did something with them, you know, that doesn't happen, and it's just like a long story about just four characters or whatever, which is kind of like what that quarantine comic was like. Yeah. So I was like, in my head, is it like that time when they made that Arrested Development season where none of the characters were in the same room? You know, is it gonna <laughs> is, will it feel weird and wrong? But I think it works. I think it's it's funny to just do like different formats for them. Yeah. I wonder what genres they could go into. They've, I've never touched on romance in their world. I don't know if it exists, but maybe they, this would be a love, a love comic. It wouldn't be a far stretch, man. I don't, yeah. I don't think. I don't think it'd be a far stretch. A romantic melodrama. Yeah, <laughs> you've got enough. <laughs> I think you've got enough like comedic drama in it that it it works. Like if you were to just throw a, a love story in amongst it as well. But who would you Crime. do? Who would you do though? Well, I do have I do have ideas, but if in case in case I do need to actually do oh, it one okay. day, I won't spoil it. But I got ideas for a love scene, a love scene, a love story. I'd love to do a uh, a mystery. How could you do a mystery? I mean, you you don't want to kill anyone. No, but you could do like a uh... kill gravy train. Kill <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Uh Oh, I don't know. Somebody, somebody manages to steal all of Gravy Train's gravy. Oh shit! That's another interesting question as well. Is like um, I've been asked a couple times now how he works biologically. <laughs> I may have to put put that to bed at some point and actually explain his physiology. Ah, I don't but know. The answer is going to be much more disgusting than you want it to be because <laughs> there's no there's no way to. Uh, have that set up without it being grotesque. Yeah, that's true. It'd be so funny though to see his body inside that. It's gonna be so disgusting. Brown brown mist, man. Still gets me every brown time. Brown mist. So good. Well if that card if I can spoil this, if that card game does happen, brown mist is a move that you can use. <laughs> of course. It is it is in there. Played it and is there. Poetry better be as well. <laughs> yeah. Well there's a there's a potential uh Death machine death match rule where you can only win if 
if you say a poem as well as win the game. <laughs> That's so good. You any uh, you any closer to getting it translated into Welsh? Am I any closer to getting it translated into Welsh? No, is the answer. <laughs> Not at all. I know more. I know slightly more Welsh cartoonists than I did when I said that. Absolutely no um, progress would be made on that front. <laughs> what would have to happen legitimately would be a Welsh publisher would have to need it enough now to speak to Luna right, and Graphic okay. Universe and say we want to do a Welsh version. But, you know, come forward, Welsh publishers. Mm-hmm. Or somebody does like a bootleg version. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Or someone just needs a photocopy and like loads of time, yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> It'd be great. Very few comics become Welsh. That's why I've real well, we all know in Wales. Tintin well, basically. Yeah. Tintin and Asterix. But uh, maybe. I'm not gonna make the bold statement that more become Gaelic again, I'll tell you that. What's the Gaelic uh, comic situation? I know we had we had a discussion about it last about two I'd... years ago. I think there is a few, but I, I couldn't tell you. Um, I, I guarantee it's Tintin and Asterix. Uh, yeah, probably. I think Tintin, Tintin and Asterix were definitely done in... Maybe not Tintin, but Asterix 100% was done into Scots, not Gaelic, but Scots. So, like, uh, um, just using, like, more traditional Scots language. So, kind of like the the Bruins, if you've ever seen the Bruins at Urwilly. Where it's all like really traditional Scottish speak, quite colloquial. Mm. Um, that was that's one hundred percent been done, done into that because uh, we I think one of the guys brought it around at one point, but I don't know about actual Gaelic translations. I, I'm not making that statement again. I couldn't believe that when I said to you like, oh, it's got to be like you know, <laughs> almost half or something. I was like one percent. Like, I feel like really, I listened to it back as well. I don't think you did like uh you didn't edit yourself back into the podcast, did you? And say no, because just fact check this. And no, it's not right. No, because I didn't fact check it until about a year <laughs> and a half later. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, yeah, I looked off and was like, "Oh come on, like one percent." Which, uh, speaking to a friend of mine, that was um, that was uh, quite impressive. That there is a whole station. And a whole building and a whole section of BBC that is dedicated to Gaelic, and yet it's only for one wow. 1% of the population. Yeah, they are really well served. Like, they probably, if you really want to show about a specific thing, you can get it made. Yeah. Just, yeah. Unbelievable. 1% of the population. Crazy. As a Scottish comics fan and person in comics, mm-hmm. what does it feel like to have. Because um, Frank Quitely is like huge top of the top yeah just in terms of like you know he's like top 10 ever yeah he's such a small little country but i have fucking amazing Giant. yeah do you have a is it a national pride for everyone who likes comics i don't know man i don't know if it's a if it's a national pride i think people forget that he's scottish <laughs> he doesn't do that much press and stuff yeah i think what he does as well like he does it under his his actual name a lot of the time. I think his name is like Vin- yeah. Vince or something like that. And it's it's bad because he always does it under his actual name. So then people forget that Frank Quitely is actually... That guy. That guy, yeah. And it always kind of annoys me as well. Like, I like his name, Frank, Frank Quitely, but, you know, it's a 
it's a weird play on words. Yeah. Um, and I just always sit and go, oh man, it's just like a joke. You've ended up getting like so high up on a joke. You should should have just used, used your real Too name. Too late. Yeah. He's got like a yeah. You had like a year at the start where he could have swapped back if he had the time. Yeah. I'm wondering if people. I'm wondering if he maybe just doesn't do as many interviews because people can't understand them, which is just sad. Um, but you know what? I feel, I feel like he just seems happy to draw loads. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, he just does crack at it, and he's got faster as the years have went on as well, which is great. Um, yeah. He's lost a lot of like the the sort of ticks and stuff that he had when he was drawing at the start. Um, that really slowed him down. I remember it was like issues of Jupiter's Legacy were taken forever. Um, and then that was when he started to speed everything up because he was like, I can't keep doing this. I'll never ever finish a series. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess, I, I guess personally, you know, we've got quite a lot, to be fair. We've got good 2008 artists. Yeah. Else. That's the same here. Um, it's the same here, man. I think I think the I think the Celt the sort of Celtic contingent is quite large in two thousand eighty. Yeah, that's true. To be fair. We've got Carol Swain, which is good. Ooh. But uh I wish we had like yeah, he's just he's just amazing. I think I wish, <laughs> I wish we had like a a god of comics, a Welsh god of comics. I think there's I think there's more of a sense of pride here for the fact that we kind of originate uh, like the Beano and Urwali and stuff. Like DC Thompson's is first and foremost a Dundee company, you know. Um, so I think there's more of a thing with that. But a big stuff. yeah, and like Commando and stuff as well. Forget about how like how popular that you know. Just because it's always there. Forget just how many kids know the Beano. The fact that there's a you know it's unthinkable nowadays. Really, that there's yeah. there's like a comic book that, that many people read simultaneously. Yeah, yeah, like it's in- mad. It's when people like actually menace, like mention Dennis the Menace, and you're just like, Christ, he is like a, he's like a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like a sort of British touchstone now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he came from here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I just find the Welsh Dennis the Menace. <laughs> well, well, what would uh, define it as 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 Welsh? So just goes around. What does Dennis Menace get up to? He's got a slingshot. Has he got a slingshot? Yeah, uh, I don't know if he does dog. these days, but he usually has a slingshot and a pea shooter. The Welsh one would be. I feel I just see him in front of a bus stop for some reason. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I don't know what he's up to, but he'd be around a bus stop. <laughs> I was going to make the the horrible, like, typical thing of like, oh, would he have a dragon on his shirt? Fucking Christ! That's the thing you would have a dragon on his shirt, right? Yeah. Let's another thing we got to talk about then quickly about Welsh comics is there's that DC no Marvel team of of the United Kingdom. Oh, Welsh one is not very inspiring to me at the moment. What is it again? I can't remember. She's called the Choir now. Oh, oh yeah. No diss, though, to the guy who invented her. He's not Welsh. And if he is, I don't know. But, yeah. You know where it's coming from. I know where it's coming from. Yeah. I'm not happy about it. I'd like no. to do a, maybe, uh, she needs her own series, maybe. <laughs> 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 Figure out why, why she's the choir. 
I don't know. I wish I wish that wasn't what we were known for. But then again, it's like what other stuff have we done that we really like um, setting the world on? For? It would be like yeah, it'd be a dragon, or it'd be like coal or something like that. <laughs> so hard, hard going. Fucking. Oh, I don't know. The, 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 I would have said Tom Jones. <laughs> but yeah. do you know what that is? Do you know the only reason I'm saying that? It's not like a. Well, fucking Tom Jones, because he's Welsh. No, it's because I literally listened to an interview with him the other day and thought, fucking man, that guy is 80. He's had a residency in Vegas. He's like huge, and he's still got the thickest Welshest accent I've ever heard in my life. Imagine how strong he must have been when he was young. I know. So, well, if it's been diluted, he must have come from, like, he must be unintelligible. It's just unbelievable. But it's, it's so good hearing him. Like I always just sit going, fucking right, man. Like, cause Still. I always, th- I always think of that with Billy Connolly as well. Like yeah. he, he's been all over the states. There is a slight twang, uh, obviously because he's he he, he lives with uh, was it Pamela Stevenson? Um, you know they're married and everything, and she's got a sort of strange amalgamation accent from having travelled and stuff so with interacting with her and, and living in the states and stuff like he's got a wee bit but man he is still thick Glasgow it's, <laughs> it's great it's great what uh, do you know what Scotland is in the union no in the, the Marvel union Christ no oh. Kelpie <sighs> and then um, she can control the ocean yeah of course <laughs> that hurts <laughs> rain it's rain, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's rainy everywhere. Yeah, I was going to say I'm currently looking at a downpour. Yeah, out the window. I mean, and the, the two most famous Welsh people I think of are Tom Jones and Shirley Bassey. So to be honest, he's on the money. Like we got the <laughs> music and just pissing down where you are. So he's sorted it out. <laughs> yeah, but we're not happy about it. It's all this shit. We've <laughs> <laughs> insane. Yeah, exactly. That's the yeah. only reason we're not happy about it. We've been caught. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's ridiculous, man. Oh, no, you just need to, you need to totally pimp this GWA now and just be like, it's from a Welsh creator, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. And then you can just get known for that. Just just push that it's known for wrestling comics now. <laughs> yeah, it's the home of wrestling comics. <laughs> oh. I, uh, have you, you very kindly said I did the best wrestling comics ever earlier. Uh, yes. Um, I'd argue it's not true, <laughs> but uh, Jaime Hernandez, King of Wrestling Comics. Well, he's got a new book out. Yes, about just about wrestling. Yeah, is it not just an art book though? It's just an art book, yeah. but it looks uh, incredible, fantastic, and it yeah. comes out on my birthday. Oh, does it? <sighs> yeah, oh, man. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like there is, like there's, there's incredible. Um, wrestling comics out there. I'll take it back now, though. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not fucking taking it back. Not at all. <laughs> um, personally, there's something about GWA that hits. So, do you know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask you actually. Just, just thinking. How, how are you feeling about doing like more sort of actual pressy interview things? Is that are you going to be doing more of them? I probably won't be doing that many. Right, okay. I'm going to do a few. I've lined a few up. Okay. I'm always... The thing is, I've had a year and a half now where I haven't talked about comics to anyone. So right, I okay. have to fucking talk, to, talk about anyone <laughs> if they want to talk about comics, essentially. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. I just want to chat to people. 
Um, I speak to Johan on Facebook Messenger very regularly. Yeah. <laughs> literally, he's literally my comics, uh, my comics wife. I speak to him about comics. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to uh, do a couple of podcasts. Try and get on the BBC Wales art show. It'll never happen. It'll, it'll never. It'll never happen. I just say that ooh, like it, it, literally any. I've got as much chance again on that as any person alive, which is none. <laughs> but I'm gonna try and do it. Trying to do it. Trying to do it. <laughs> I just want people to buy this book and check it out because it's the first time, aside from human garbage. Um. It's the first time where someone buying the book doesn't also equate in me doing anything. Right, okay. So if someone bought, buys the book from Carp Publishing Endeavours, I've got to go to the post office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I love to do when I've got a, load, a big stack of books. Love to do. But uh, there's a ceiling then of how many times I can do that. Mm. So, you know... I'd have to get yeah if I if they if they sold well I'd have to get loads of people to help me out or I would just be knackered. <laughs> so with this, someone else is going to take care of all that for me. So I've got no qualms <laughs> about people going. <laughs> as many people buying the book as uh, as possible, and I just uh, hope people check it out. Yeah. So anything I can do in aid of that endeavor, I'm happy to do. I also love. The idea of being like a Stanley Huckster type character. Like, <laughs> I haven't got it in me, but I, I've got the desire, but I haven't got the follow through. I'm always coming up with things I'd love to do, which I never, I don't follow up on. The dream was I would uh, somehow, somehow have a wrestling match. That'll never happen. <laughs> yeah, the dream was I would just, I mean, I think I even said on year probably last time that yeah. I'd have to be put through a table uh, <laughs> as a sort of celebratory. Um, Launching of the ship, kind of thing. Yeah, smashing the champagne bottle across the ship. That that's never happened. Um, I'll think of some more. I'll, maybe one time, one day, I'll do one. But uh, <laughs> maybe a wrestling match isn't beyond me. I don't know if I've got a if I got a time limit on that. Probably passed. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yoan, who I've brought up a few times, Yoan Morris. Mm-hmm. I probably said this the last time. But he he was a wrestler briefly for about six weeks. Um, ah, it was buttons. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the last I time you just said to say about that. I think the last time you just said it was a friend. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I didn't mention his name then. Um, he made a comic about it, and it's great, but he never wants to re- republish it because he doesn't. Uh, it doesn't reflect his current drawing practice. All oh, right, okay. It's quite, it's very old. He drew it before I knew him, but um, yeah, he's he's got in the ring, so. Why can't I? <laughs> is he is you and the one that does the the wizard comics? Yes, yeah, Big All. Yeah, the Big All. That's one it. to five of Big All available at uh, cpbox.co.uk. <laughs> oh, I've got another. I've got another wrestling comic as well that you should ever look at. Um, oh, the Lucas Kowalczyk one. Lucas Kowalczyk is sort of like autobio story of why he loves wrestling. Ah. Certainly, Yoan's wrestling comic would be a perfect companion piece to that because Jones is about why he is no longer a wrestler <laughs> <laughs> I mean he, he would claim he never was a wrestler but he, he wrestled he wrestled like a nu- numerous matches at Butlins so to me <laughs> that's a wrestler that is that is a wrestler yeah, um, yeah the Lucas's book is great Jones big all is insane <laughs> uh, 
is is very committed to um, the premise, and it's really good. It's really funny. It's about a uh, a fake. Well, it's, it's a fictional story about a '60s TV show about a wizard that uh, <laughs> only lasted like a series, and then it's all these characters that have had their life defined by that show being on TV in various ways. <laughs> wild, absolutely wild. That's so good. Admittedly, it's the it's the one thing that I haven't checked out yet. So that's, I, will, I, I will I will check that out now that you've said it. Well, when cons come back, we'll have we've managed because of lockdown to get through all five issues in a year. So we'll be uh, bundling them together, and it'll be a nice like I'll get some belly bands or something, and they can be tied <laughs> up together nicely, and they'll <laughs> they'll make a good set. Nice. I I it sounds really petty, but I just I always begrudge paying postage. On things for stuff yeah. that for stuff that I know I eventually will see out in the wild, I'm like I'm not paying postage if I'm going to go and see it. it just That's all... fair enough though. If you if you know cons are happening and you're just like at a certain point I'll cross paths with this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, d- I honestly kept looking at the uh, the following like the the ones that you put together from the from the Instagram ones that you did. And oh I, yeah. I kept looking like. No, I'm gonna hold out a little bit longer, and like the thing in the back of my mind is just going like it's gonna sell out. Like <laughs> you'll always be one of those. Ah, that's fine then. That's good. No, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna pick it up when, uh, when we're out and about. I mean, I followed along with it when it was on Instagram from the yeah, start. Yeah, don't need to, don't need to read it again. They did. I did make an error doing that though. I actually didn't. There's a, there's a secret final page that was never put on Instagram. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it kind of ends anyway like it it resolves with the page that uh i did put on instagram just because your brain automatically goes okay that's the last bit yeah yeah but there is there is an extra bit after, yeah. a, a coda <laughs> what um what, what made you want to actually put it onto instagram and start doing it because originally i know you had said that if you were ever going to do something like that you would need to reformat it somehow and was the reformatting just the fact that you did it in color no the well the reformatting is a couple things with that it's um i made probably a bigger deal out of it than i needed to but i yeah it was in color i don't think it holds up that well black and white on instagram stuff so color is basic um but also i do a lot of like spreads in the comic um it's a lot of like those infographic readouts and stuff And so I needed, and I also worked like a six-panel grid, um, and I wanted to do it in a way that there was no um, fancy panel work. Basically, that every panel was an exact square. Right. So the book, as it stands, the 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 paper version of it is a square format, and it's four panels per page, nonstop. Yeah. Which is. A pain in the bum if I ever want to put it into a, you know into a collection because I'd have to like draw an extra two panels per page. Or like... <laughs> but um... I don't know. You, I think you'd maybe get off with it. I mean, uh, James Kachalka does that. He just puts the the four panels like in the middle of a larger page. So oh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, he did that with these um, American Elf, where like. There was pages where it was like a single drawn or whatever that was a bit bigger, but the actual when he printed it out, they were they were huge, but the four panels were actually relatively quite small in the middle of the the page. Um, I'll do a Kolchaka. Yeah, 
just you could just refer back to that as well. Anybody ever? What made you put this in the in the middle? Uh, James Kachalka, big influence. <laughs> he um, he just said on Twitter that he's done six graphic novels in six months. Christ, he's mad. He just <laughs> he's beasting through it. Yeah, do you know what? He's he's a massive he's a massive inspiration. But see, when he does stuff, I just always sit like you bastard. <laughs> he's just too quick yeah he's fast he is great he is great what's upsetting to me is that i've not read all of love and rockets and we've got a we've had a pandemic and it's coming to an end so it's like okay if that wasn't the time to do it when am i going to read all of love and rockets yeah I, but I'm, I'm cracking through it but i'm cracking through it at a very slow pace yeah i just i pick it up read it and then i wait for the wait till i buy the next one i'm not really it's just I'm never gonna catch up with it. It's so, it's so dense as well, man. Like there is so much reading in there. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, they're not. They're not like they're manga-sized tomes, but they're not like manga-sized panels. You know, like they, yeah. <laughs> you can't read them like an action sequence. It's yeah. proper novelistic. Yep, it's like um, it's like going back and reading uh, Peter Bag's Hate. Like actually, I've been doing that as well. Yeah, but it's so wordy, man. Yeah, it's like, thick. Oh, every yeah, page can take you ages. Yep. Yeah. I've been reading quite a bit of manga. Nice. Flying through that stuff, For, always get um, intimidated by the page count, and then you realise <laughs> you can read a page in like ten so, seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, but it's means it's great because it's just flying through it and it's, it's like you know a cartoon but better yep <clears throat> yeah um, I, I always think that when i see like oh you know what? i'm gonna i'm gonna start reading finally i'm gonna start reading one punch man and then yeah. and then it's like you see how many volumes there are and it's like oh but one punch man is just constant you can you like you say you can just absolutely fly through it but it's getting I think there is still there is still a thing where you have to train yourself on how to read it. Like it's fine it's fine once you get used to it, but the initial mm. the initial reading is like, oh shit, uh right, okay, I'm I'm reading this way. Oh right right to left. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm I think I'm weird because I probably loads of people uh just got back into comics through manga, so like seems uh I don't know if it seems weirder to read it than the left or right way, <laughs> but it just seems natural now because I'm just like, remember buying all those stupid Viz and Tokyo Pop <laughs> Battle Royale comics when I was uh, young. Ping Pong, that's great. That's what I've been uh, reading. Te- uh, Red Tekken Concrete. Yeah. And I... then uh, Ping Pong came out in like a nice format. So Is I've that been the... reading that. Is that the same creator? Same creator, yeah. and he's got a new book out um, in August. Number five is called, and mm. that was released by Viz in like two thousand and three. And they only released like half the volumes, where they stopped it for low sales. But I only got up to where Viz stopped, <laughs> so I never <laughs> read the end. And now they're putting out a proper, amazing-looking volume of it, nice. and it looks great. My one vice over the um, lockdown has been I found out you can, there's a site called Mandaraki, 
and it's a Japanese website and mm. it's a bunch of shops all across Japan and they, they stock manga and, and manga adjacent things and I realized it's not that expensive to buy <laughs> Japanese manga and like toys and stuff and have it brought if you buy enough at once you can get a massive box delivered by DPD and it can be like 50 quid or something um, <laughs> and it's, it's deadly yeah but I managed to get a copy of the Japanese number five, which is worthless to me because I can't read it. <laughs> I can't, can't, can't read it. I can look at the pictures, can't read it. But it's got like a, a an action figure inside the comic. It's amazing. There's nice. like a little space built into like the cover of the comic where they sit this little action figure. Oh, that's good. It's like my prized possession. But yeah, been buying some, reading some English manga, buying some Japanese manga I can't read. <laughs> Looking forward to number five. I would recommend that if it, when it comes out. It looks amazing. It looks like, and I shouldn't care about these things, but I do. It looks like it's got hollow foil on the front of the graphic novel. Ooh. I'm up for that. Can't tell because it's just a flat picture here on Amazon, but it looks like it's got foil. Right. And that's enough to sell me on a book. It'll be, from the photo, it'll either be foil or some sort of spot varnish that's been photographed Someone, badly. Someone's just poured oil onto it and then yeah. water on top of the oil. Yeah. <laughs> Some terrible <laughs> photo. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, I was I was hearing about um I was hearing about ping pong. I was listening to uh, uh God comic books are burning in hell. The oh yeah. Day, and they were talk they were talking I say the other day. It was like months ago and they were yeah, speaking about just before it. The lockdown. Yeah, yeah probably. Um I was catching up on like all of their uh, podcasts. I think in the past, I think it was like the last month, because there was like a long time where they didn't do any. There was like a year or something where they didn't do any, so it was so easy to go back and just listen to all of them. Um, I listened to a few. I need to get back involved. They're good, man. Do you know, I just like, I like a totally different take, like because they're mm. so brutal. Like, yeah, they're so brutal. I just I love it. A, a really, a proper. It isn't even like, do you know? It isn't even like academic, because mm. because a lot of the time it seems like they're talking like really academically, but they're not. They're just they really know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, they're just they're so in depth. They really get to the heart of things. They properly. Um, look into like all the different themes in a bit stuff that I would just overlook. I'd be mm. reading it and going like, "Oh, yeah, it looks great," um, but I love hearing somebody's other take on it because there are so many podcasts out there that will talk about something and just go, "This is brilliant! This is brilliant! This is brilliant! This is brilliant!" Like this person's amazing, and then it comes to them, and it is somebody that is held up in high esteem, and they just go, oh, "They're they're garbage," and you're like, "Whoa." <laughs> I just I love hearing that opposite take, and Tucker Stone's just he's like a total rogue. It's unbelievable. Too cowardly for that sort of behaviour. Oh, he's he's just he's crazy. He just goes I, for it. Do you, I've been re-listening to Ink Studs. Oh, same classic archive. Same. It's like uh, I need someone to do like something amazing with that, like. Remember the best show had like a big box mm-hmm. you could get a, a CD of every best show episode. Like Inkstead's deserves to be preserved in some sort of museum or something. I don't know. It's just like feels like it's so easy for loads of those interviews to just accidentally get deleted off the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't, 
I can't listen to like the really early stuff when they were when it was the two of them on the radio show. It's yeah. it's, it's just two college radio shock jockey nonsense. I listened to one with um what's his name? The drummer from um, Black Purse. Brian Chippendale. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. And he was in a park and he just has to like stop the interview because dogs are attacking him in the middle of the park. Amazing. What a what a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what a resource. And you just scroll down, there's so many artists that no one else would like Lando is on there. And oh, like um, John Chandler and stuff. It's like <sighs> who else is getting those interviews? The Mad. one The one that I re listen to over and over and over again, like all the time, is Seth and Noah Van Skyver. and it's just because there's little bits of life advice and nuggets and stuff in there that I'm like god this is just incredible I think that's probably the most unique Seth interview that there's been I've never I haven't listened to that one I've never read any Seth that's my uh, now, well, Yolan would fucking knock me out I don't know if he knows that about me <laughs> well Josh I'm, I'm there with you man because until recently I hadn't read any either, um, and I heard a bunch of interviews with him. I watched. I I caught an interview with him and Adrian Tamina on uh, Instagram. It was like when he was launching his a uh, oh, the diary thing that he did. The yeah. God, I can't remember. It is the long distance cartoonist or something that like was that? Great as well. I forgot about that. I loved that book. I haven't. I haven't read that yet. No, uh, it's so funny. That's on. It's on the wish list, um, <laughs> but I uh, it was Seth interviewed him for it, and obviously they're friends. So you know, I was sitting looking at it being like, "God, this is great!" Like it was really, really good, and I was like, kind of falling down the rabbit hole of Seth interviews, and then eventually, <laughs> and then eventually, like heard that one with him and Noah. I think they're they're like in the back room of a con or something like that. It's him and Noah and and Robin, obviously, but Robin only chimes in like. Very seldomly. <laughs> He's just keeping the the train on the track. Yeah, basically. Um, and the the funny thing is, Noah wasn't even meant to be there. They just ran into him and pulled him into the conversation. <laughs> um, but it's great. Like I was listening to that, and I was like, right, I'm going to check out some of his stuff. And I asked Dave if I could borrow some because I knew he had some, and I borrowed. Uh, he had number one of Palookaville, uh, Wimbledon Green. And it's a good life if you don't weaken. Holy crap! Like that's just another level. That's again, but I know Johan loves. I think Johan's got a, a sketched-in version of Wimbledon Green. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, he's just so. You good. know what? To bring it back, I love structure. Yeah. Uh, my Frank quietly, Welsh comics pride. Disregarding all Welsh comic artists, who I'm sure there's ama- there's many amazing ones, <laughs> a lot of 2018 ones. I legitimately felt a weird Welsh pride when Adrian Timonay was in that book tour, and for some reason, he was interviewed by Michael Sheen, the most famous Welshman. So he was. Working. And I was like, it's so amazing that someone that famous and that Welsh is that cool to know yep. and care about Adrian Timonay. Yep. But he's. I, I beamed with pride. Is he not like best friends? Well, he's really good friends with Daniel Klaus. Oh, Michael Sheen. Yeah. I've Here got. It is, then. I'll have to. I'll have to send you the picture. There of it is. 
I'll, I'll have to send you the picture over. It's like him and Rachel McAdams used to go out. Him and Michael Sheen. I think she maybe either used to date or or was friends with Daniel Klaus, and that's how like they all met and whatever. And they're all friends. There's a picture of those two standing either side of him. He's got his arms folded with a grumpy face as normal, and those two are either side of him with beaming smiles. And it's like one That's of my favorite amazing. photos. Yeah, it's That's one of my amazing. favorite photos. I I was I was so blown away to find out that Michael Sheen was like a, a comics fan. Uh, I found his picture absolutely amazing. It's great, isn't it? That's awesome. That's the best Welsh thing. There we go. That is the best Welsh. Thing. <laughs> it is that, that photo. <laughs> I do I do love him as well. Like he's amazing. He's so good. He's one of the very few guests on. Uh, Richard Hearn's podcast that got lost and then uh, like they had to kind of delay the show until he turned up and he just like he just wanders on like I finally found it oh, <laughs> it's never, just like my that's god that's a good Welsh accent I never I never heard that one I need to check that out yeah. this is the podcast podcast we just talk all about the podcast. <laughs> right here we go then let's just go full in then what other podcasts are there I'll tell you a good one um <laughs> Oh, I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> what had happened was, it's called. All right, okay. And it's a rapper, uh, Open Mike Eagle, and there's two seasons of it, and every season is a deep dive into a record. At the moment, it's only been two seasons, so it was record producer's career. So rap producer Prince Paul is the first guest. Okay. And then ELP from uh, Run the Jewels is the guest of season two. Oof. And... Uh, is awesome, and I don't even know anything about music at all. I uh, can't. I've got no musical talent or skill. But I love your in record producer stories. Apparently, yeah, I recommend it. That's my podcast recommendation. Aside oh. from Ink Studs and uh, all the other ones we talked about. <laughs> I've just downloaded the Killer Mike episode from May twelfth. Yeah, I listened to another another one that you could go through. That's got shitloads of cartoons on. I don't know if you maybe already listened to it. R I Y L. Oh yeah, I've heard a few people on that. There's loads. Simon on there. <clears throat> There's absolutely oh, loads. Uh, I listen to tons of them. Because uh, obviously he has like band people and stuff like like people in bands and musicians and stuff as well. Um, and he has like actors and stuff. Um, he doesn't just have cartoonists. Um, who else? He's got like. But he's got odd ones where he like interviews people in a park and stuff as well. He goes, "Oh, who is?" Who oh, I love, I love a park interview. What? Let's let's end this strong. Okay. <laughs> what? You... Who are you? Who would be your? I mean, this can this could take forever. So this is <laughs> this is some structure. Who would be your top five guests that you haven't had on that you would want to have on to talk to? Oh, Christ. Now, bearing in mind, like when I when I come to do like a one on one interview, yeah. I'm I'm like cacking it before every single one of them. <laughs> right. Okay. So they, these might not be a blessing; they might be a curse. Yeah, a total curse. <laughs> I mean, even coming to yourself tonight, we've spoken like we've 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 spoken just fine. Like every time, every time we've You've ever been met, nervous. I've, I've, I've every time I've been nervous before going into. Oh, no. I don't know why. It's just always the same. I'm always pressure, fine. It? Yeah, it's always fine once it gets going. But it's just like watching the the minutes ticking down. Like, oh shit. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Let me think. Uh, top five. 
like so like, just absolute holies of holies or just ones that I think I could get no holies of holies but they have to be obviously alive alright okay uh, Klaus yeah yeah that'd be good yep uh, oh <laughs> I'm looking I'm actually looking at my shelves now seeing if I can get inspiration Klaus uh, probably Leslie Stein yeah Um I would re- I would really like to speak to her actually. She's great. Um, oh, it's got to be. It, uh, I don't know if I could double up on this. Uh, can I do two people as as one? You want to interview them as a tag team? Yeah. Uh, Gilbert and Jaime. Yeah. That's Cobby. <laughs> and you could have, Mario could come in for a bit as well. Yeah, I, I've never heard him do interviews. Though. I don't know if he'd want to. No, I don't think so either. I'd love to. I mean, I'd love to interview all three of them, but like, I don't know if if he would do it. Um, God, I'm trying to think, because uh, Alan Moore. Uh, so right, wait. So that's Hernandez brothers, <coughs> Leslie Stein, Klaus, Alan Moore. One more. Oh, you've put Alan Moore in. I didn't. I missed him. Yeah, Alan Moore. Yeah, yeah, Alan Moore. Uh, God, one last one. Christ. Um. Oh, I don't know. I really don't know. That's hard, man. That's I really hard. Pose a quite. I pose a difficult conundrum. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like who. Who's on the pantheon, like? Yeah. He's in the pantheon. Well, see, it's difficult because I kind of spoke to one of my biggest ones as my first, like, American one, which was Durf. Durf would have been on there had you not done him. Yeah, definitely. Cause he was he was high high up, and I just took a shot in the dark one, and it just paid off. Yeah. Um. Oh mate, that's that's really hard. I'm like I'm I'm looking at my shelves now, looking at everything. And being I'm gonna like, try and tag tag someone in for for you. Who? I don't know yet. I'm looking at my shelves. <laughs> and um, someone would be a good interview. Yeah. A difficult yeah. interview, a good interview. I don't think I've read enough of his stuff to. You tag me in and I'll do the guest hosting on that episode. Okay, <laughs> that'd be fine with yeah. me. Yeah. Um. Do you know what? It'd either be... Uh, I don't know. No, actually, no. I was going to say it'd either be Eddie Campbell or Gary Groth, but once again, two people that I don't know enough about. Um, but they, they're always interesting when they're interviewed. That's the only thing. So do some research, that's all. I think you do... I think Groth would be... Uh, Groth would be upset, uh, I think, easily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think he would like my line of questioning at all. Um, ah, but that he's a person I'd love to talk to. Well, I, I would like to... I feel like I wouldn't like to talk to him. I don't think he'd like me. But I would, you know, it's very interesting. Do you know what, man? I would say... Um, Karen Berger. Oh, Vertigo. Yeah. Thing. 
Yeah, I just I like seen a lot. I've heard Karen Berger in interviews before. She always comes across really nice. She's been like a total, like a solid comics person that like a beat like a total icon for a long, long time. More, she's probably the most. Aside from Alan Moore, probably the most sort of mainstream one, I would guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to hear Berger's take and sort of get a wee bit of history on that. And then the, the, the follow-up of that, which you might have to think about afterwards, <laughs> but it's just a you know, it's just a thought experiment. Of those five people, what order would they go to seed in if they were all trapped in a in a airplane? Plummet into earth <laughs> in a crisis who would do best I think looking at your list <laughs> uh, Karen Berger would do best yeah I think so in a, in a drifting classroom type scenario I think she'd keep keep her head on and Leslie Stein I reckon I don't know the Hernandez brothers seem solid nah Clown man seems like he would regress he would, he would just go off in the corner and Alan Moore would probably, I think, his mind would go. That's my, that's my, uh, what I think. <laughs> I think Hernandez brothers are, they're just too laid back. Like, they'd just be like, eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alan Moore would be trying to think of what this means. He'd be means. doing magics. Yeah, 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 what this means on okay. a grand magical scheme. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Berger's probably going to be practical about it there we go yeah yeah so I, that's the final word on that fucking hell that was hard <laughs> see if i had a podcast mine would be very much demanding things of of, of you <laughs> right tell me now five years. um well who would well there you go then if you had a podcast what would be your five? Oh christ <laughs> Comics people. If I was a co- if I was if I was doing comics people, yes. do you know what? I won't do a top five. But the person I would like to talk to about comics, or I'd like someone else to do this for me, and I could listen to it, <laughs> is um, Charlie Brooker. All right, because he he made comics when he was young. Mm-hmm. He was cartoonist for Oink magazine. Yep, and was he not just a writer though? I didn't. I didn't no, he drew them as well. Did he? All right. Yeah, and I think it'd be interesting to see, you know, he's obviously doing it at a fairly high level to be an oink, and then a total cut-off of that from his life for then decades. Yeah. Um, Does he still have the skills? Does he just hate the form? Does he not have the interest? Mm -hmm. That's what I'd like. It'd be great for someone to collect those, just as, like, relics. And see what the fuck they were like. <laughs> that would <laughs> be. There is. Do you know? There's loads of them that, like, when I think about it, I'm like, I would love to hear an interview with them, just so that that interview is there, just so it's actually documented. Mm, I wish there were more. I wish there were more interviews with Alan Moore that that could be more up-to-date comics focused because loads of the ones that he's got because he's went he all reclusive like 
It's not that, it's just they've treated him so badly for so long, he's just sick of being treated like shit. Um, fair enough. I went on a, a stint of listening to him as a relaxation tool. Yeah. He's very, he's got a very relaxing voice. Yeah, he's got that. And oi, oi. Oi, Alan Moore. Oi, oi. Oi, Watchman. <laughs> In 1986, <laughs> he, um, if you listen to him, it allows you to take things that he said in print with a bigger pinch of salt because yes. he's clearly a funny man. Yes, and he probably means what he says to a degree, but um, it's a certain level it's of satire. Joke as well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I remember that thing he said. If anyone likes Grant Morrison comics and my comics, stop reading my comics. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. He probably does believe that. Um, but he probably said it as a joke as well. Yeah, he probably does. I mean, I know that him and Grant don't get on they, these they days. But yeah. I'm trying to bring some positivity and things I've liked, but I can't think of any. <laughs> Um, I tell, I tell, tell you something. I tell you something on just just on a total, well, on a, on that kind of slant. See, on my lead up to speaking to Noah, see, just getting through as many Noah comics as possible before then was like a dream. It was so good, yeah. man, so good. Oh. I need. I is there is there a Fante Bukowski collection? Yes, full three volume set. Yes, it's a big. A hardback bound with a lovely black dust jacket. The complete Ooh. works of Fanny Bukowski from Fantagraphics. It's actually got a ribbon for a bookmark as well on the inside. Oh, classy. Yeah, gold. Very it's, classy. Yeah, it's lovely. If you take the dust jacket off as well, it's like a brown with the... I think it's got like a what looks like a fan is, is like fantagraphics and like a little wand but it, it doubles up as like a cigarette uh, <laughs> yeah amazing. on this on the spine it's really well done actually really well done and there's some nice guest art in the back as well really great um but yeah it was just great reading a lot of his stuff and reading like some of his earlier stuff as well and seeing his more kind of sloppier mm. line work and stuff oh, it was just it was great such a good yeah. dive um, I read um, it's not comics I got a book recommendation Ooh. have you ever read The Alcoholic by Jonathan Ames and um, Dean Haspiel that is a comic oh no no I've not That's a good, I'd recommend that first of all I like uh, Dean Haspiel so Dean Haspiel works with Jonathan Ames a lot and Jonathan Ames used to have a sitcom called Bored to Death mm-hmm. and Zach Galifianakis played uh basically played Dean Haspiel so that's worth watching oh, it's like a right. dramatised version of Dean Haspiel in that and Dean Haspiel did the title sequence and I think he won an Emmy for it um, so that's worth watching yeah Zach Galifianakis has got like a, a character based on himself that he draws and uh, Dean does all the drawings I say there's a good Dean Haspiel interview on that R.I.Y.L. Oh, I'll give that a watch. Yeah, that's good. I'll listen, even. I'll yeah. just stay straightforward. <laughs> um, but Jonathan Ames has got a novel out called A Man Named Doll, and it's like a noir thriller, but it's funny. And it, it was it was amazing to read that. Nice. I read it in a day. I'm not very, I am quite a fast reader, but I just haven't got a good 
concentration. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was that was awesome. So if, if you like mysteries, I've just realised it's the fifth anniversary of me printing the first GWA comic. Is it? Not today, but it's like it might have gone. I might have fucking missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Yeah, there you go. You've discovered that now. <laughs> covered a lot. Covered briefly. Covered some wrestling. Mm-hmm. I might have to email you some things I need to be cut out. Ah, no, sorry. Right. Feel free. Feel free. <laughs> to... But yeah, man. It's uh... no. You know, it's been good catching up, Josh. Good it's catching been really up. good. Hopefully, we speak soon in person. Yeah, very much it so. Be, it won't be this year. No, it won't. Call us. Call a spade a spade. It yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but uh, next year, potentially. Hopefully. Hopefully. Gonna, Fly gonna... you down. Oh. Cardiff Comics Carnival. Fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> Here, if you're paying, I'm up for it. <laughs> the small plane once to Edinburgh. Oh, did you? Almost killed me. Yeah, it was insane. It was wild. Oh, was it like a little prop plane? Flared up. Yeah. <laughs> and Ian Botham was on it. Oh Christ! Yeah, Ian both them, and um, you know, however many people you can fit on one of those prop planes, we all went. We all went to Edinburgh. I wasn't with him, but I saw him on it. Yeah, I was going to say that's quite a friend to have. <laughs> yeah, there was a uh, what's the female version of a stag? A hen. There was a hen do. Oh yeah, uh, and, they, and they were surrounding both of them, and he just wanted to be left alone. <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> Oh Christ! So maybe that'll be you next year. I don't know if we, I, I'm going to say now we can't fly you out, but uh, yeah, I will see you at a show. Sure. <laughs> I might try and I try and organise a greyhound. <laughs> oh, that'd be yeah, fourteen hours that takes. I got I I flew up and I took the bus back, and it was a fourteen-hour bus back ride. Fourteen hours, Christ! Yeah. Right, dude. Three and a half right. hours. That's, yeah, that's, that's a, a long Lord of the Rings film. That is. It is. <laughs> Well, lovely to speak to you. I'll speak to you soon. Hopefully we'll catch up in real life at some point. Yeah, totally, man. Big time. All right. Cheers, Connor. Catch you later, Josh. Bye-bye. To send us any comments or questions or just to say hello. You can reach us by email at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at thatcomicsmell. Share the podcast with your friends and followers. We are on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube and most other places you find podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Our music is by Chart Smasher and this track is Dial Up. You can find Chart Smasher on Twitter at Joan Edam and you can buy the tracks on Bandcamp.